Welcome to Simple Truth, a weekly broadcast dedicated to the exhortation and equipping of the body of Christ. And now, here's Pastor Terrence Williams and Pastor Mark Wingfield. Hello, everyone. I am Pastor Mark Wingfield, and I'm here with Pastor Terrence Williams and Sam King, who's the producer of our show, and our show is Simple Truth Radio. And we are so glad that you are listening with us tonight. Uh, maybe you're listening on Facebook Live, and if you are, we encourage comments in the uh, chat box below. Um, if you are listening on Google Play, uh, podcasts, excuse me, Google Podcasts or the Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, we are thankful for you as well. And if you're listening to us just on our Facebook page or website, of course, uh, we're glad to have you with us. So, uh, Terrence, our, our format is simple. Um, we take about 15-minute segments and talk about um, things that are going on in the church or in the culture. Uh, sometimes it might be as simple as a Bible lesson, um, but, uh, but we we want to make sure that what we say is biblical and that we can support what we say with scripture. Sometimes Terrence and I disagree on, on matters. Usually we don't. Um, but either way, you know, it's, it's, it's good radio, right? It's, it's uh, Terrence and I like watching the guys on ESPN and uh, of course yeah. they disagree. And that's when it becomes entertaining. That's what people want. Yeah. People like the entertainment of the, uh, you know, Stephen A and, and, and then, well, it used to be skip. I still think of those two together, but right. you know, whoever they're paired with at any given time, I mean, that's, that's a lot of fun, but uh, you're not going to have a yeah. whole lot of that with, with Terrence and I. Um, uh, but um, we never know which direction we're going to go with some of our conversations. So, uh, so jump in when you would like to. Um, want to get right to it, um, uh, Terrence? I'm going to open up my Bible and just read short passage from Acts chapter two, uh, the end. You know that passage; it's very well known. Um, it's talking about the early church. Okay, so this is what the church looked like in the in the very beginning when uh, Jesus had just uh, commissioned his disciples to start the church, and then he had gone and um, ascended back to heaven and left them the Holy Spirit, and it was the Holy Spirit and through the power of the Holy Spirit that the new church was born. And it says, and they devoted themselves to, this is beginning at verse 42 in chapter 2, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. It's a beautiful picture. It's a picture that we strive for even today. Um, it's what we believe our churches should look at, look like now. Um, I don't know, Terrence, as you look at that, what you would, um, what word, if you had to choose one or two words to characterize that passage, but certainly harmony, uh, fellowship, that koinea um, that we talk about, that that love they have for one another is evident. And we see that everything seems like it is in the honeymoon stage um, in the early church. Uh, but we, of course, know that in real life, things don't ever stay there. Um, there right. become um, problems, disagreements, 
sometimes even a little bit of drama and uh and at worst um certainly uh, it, it can get to where uh, there's there's people hurting one another and um stabbing each other in the back and whatnot and so uh we we want to of course you know we, we 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 strive to stay away from that but the reality of it is terrence i guess this is what we're going to get with with topic number one is that sometimes a person will come into a local congregation and they will feel it is a fit they will feel this is where the lord has led them to they will learn they will um very commonly they will praise the pastor the music um the church leadership uh they will seem like they are completely on board um and then at some point somewhere down the road something happens and the next thing you know that person is not as supportive anymore they um talk about leaving and sometimes even do leave the church so terrence my first uh, question as we look on this is is how can we tell if a person is being led by the lord to leave a local congregation or that just in the flesh they've been upset, offended, um, maybe hurt, maybe feel um, unappreciated, maybe they don't like the music anymore, maybe somebody looked at them sideways, whatever. How, how do we deal as pastors, first of all, um, when those kinds of things happen in our local congregation? Um, the, the thing I would stress is for people to... Um, to be led of the Lord. Um, if they're led of the Lord, then there's, you know, the fact that they feel like they should move on to another place or God's calling them to another place. We can't really argue with that. But a lot of the things right. that you've mentioned are personal things. Uh, a lot of times uh, in this present culture and even years ago, people come with a list of things that they look for in the congregations and they can check their boxes off and they look for a church that's more suited to them instead of a place for them to uh, find uh, find themselves in. You know, they look, they look for, you know, things based on their preferences. And so um, in that case, you know, not every church uh, is it going to fit someone's taste based on what where they are? Um, mm-hmm. And the, th- the the problem we have is, you know, churches that try to that try to meet the needs of people, even to even doing surveys, asking them what they like music wise, what they like. Uh, what ministries they are interested in, you know, and that's, I guess it's okay. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock uh, so much in it because I believe each pastor should have an individual vision of what God called him to do in that community. Uh, And sometimes people just need to move on. If they come, if they come with a list of things and they're disgruntled and unhappy about things not being the way they want. Uh, many times, Mark, I'm sure you've heard this before. People will leave a church and then ask you in the new church, why don't you do it the way your other, the old, their old church used to do it? Which my question would be, why did you leave the place you're in if you come here and you want me to do it like it was in the place you just left? And so, again, you know, people, you know, people are what they are. Uh, they 
they come again, they come with a list of things. They want to be pleased. And I, I think we need to steer people, you know, and even be bold enough to say it that, um, you know, first of all, this church exists to please God. And so right. there are some things that we feel led to do that we feel God is leading us to do. And that might not fit everyone. But again, you know, what our hope should be, what I, what my hope is, is that people will be drawn to a church and it not be based on their list of things, but that they feel there's something there that's led them there and that they can grow. And then if God leads them on, you know, and they do it biblically, there's no, there's no harm, there's no foul in leaving a church. I think you should leave well. Just like, just like you do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Now I agree with that. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, one thing that I've been challenged um, with um, recently, and even thinking about this today, is really how often is it? And I don't know that we can answer this uh, definitively, but how often is it that the Lord would take someone, plant them in a local body? And, you know, the the language that we see in the New Testament talks about us being all part of one body, right? And it also talks about the family. You know, I'm so glad I'm part of the family of God, right? You know, uh, we're, we're rooted in and committed to one another in a very special way. And I wonder how often would it be that God would lead a person into a fellowship, a mature Christian, into a fellowship of other believers only to five years later, 10 years later, 20 years later, pluck them out and put them somewhere else. And then, as seems to be the pattern, I have found that most people that have left one church have already left another church at some point. They came to your church because they left some other church, and they'll be there for a little bit of time, and then they move on. Now, again, I'm not saying that the Lord can't do that. I won't challenge, and I'm not even thinking about any one particular case at this point. But I do have to wonder, what would be the purpose of that? Why would the Lord do that? Why would the Lord bring someone? Because when I think about family, more and more, I think about a lifetime commitment. When you decide you're going to be part of a local church, it is for life, through thick and through thin, through better or for worse. Are some people going to get on your nerves? Yes. Are some of them going to even offend you at times? Yes. Family members do that to one another. But the idea that when those things happen, God is then saying, all right, you're out. You get out of this family, go to the next one doesn't seem to me to be what the norm should be. Again, I won't say that the Lord doesn't lead some people out of a church, but I think that a lot of times maybe the people leaving the church need to admit, you know, you and I have a friend um, that that I won't bring it, certainly don't want to mention his name, but who had a history for a long period of time of being a church hopper. And I do remember one time when he left my church for probably the second time, I believe, he told me, he's like, look, I realize I should never have uh, left so-and-so's church to begin with. And I was wrong in doing that. And now it's caused a whole line of things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, I would at least give that person credit for realizing the, the, the reality of it is, Usually when we leave a church, it's a problem with us, not a problem with everybody else. And it's not usually the lead of God. What do you think on that? Is that, is that right? I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, trying I mean, this, I'm trying to work this thing through. I know with myself personally, the places that I've left has usually been because God has called me ministry wise uh, somewhere else. I mean, um, um, usually one one place was the one one move was to plant, and then another move was uh, closing down a church. So I mean, and that's um, biblical to planting certainly. Yeah. Um. But I agree with you. I mean, most of the time it's a personal thing uh, because, you know, again, the preferences of people, you know, music, you know, I've had people leave the church, my church, when we were in the planting process and we didn't have children's ministry and they had their kids had to sit with them. Well, that's a modern thing because kids, I, I, as a child growing up in Shiloh Baptist Church, I sat in a congregation with my with my grandmother and when I was five, six, seven years old, there was no children's ministry for me to go to. Uh, so uh, those things are just modern things that people have gotten used to. And again, it's some of those amenities like like it's a hotel, you know, what what are the amenities of the hotel? You know, what can what do they can do for me? And I noticed David Eagle's statement here, you know, ask not what the church can do for you, but what you can do for the church. I think that's a very valid statement that very, we very valid. Again, if we can get people ministry minded rather than uh, entertainment minded or um uh, mm. Just, uh, just coming to church as a routine, uh, kind of shifting that and letting them know that you're a minister. You know, we need to find a place for you to, to fit as you mature to do something for the Lord. And I think that people that are engaged in doing things are far less likely to want to leave because they now have something invested. Uh, I, I think a lot of times people people come to church and they have no investment. Right, uh, right. Yeah, and 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 so it's kind of like everything else in culture. I mean, you got fifteen restaurants to choose from on Sunday. Whatever your taste is that day, you go eat there. But you really don't have any loyalty to that restaurant because you're going to go to another one uh, tomorrow or another one next Sunday. Right, and I think right. they look at church in a lot of the same ways. Mm, um, that's that's a good. Point. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we've run out of time on that one, but boy, we could have gone longer. And I think you uh, you really hit it there as far as uh, the need for people to, to start serving and get connected to a local church. And that always um, uh, increases the likelihood that they're going to stick it out. All right, folks. Well, this is enough um, right now for this a- episode of Simple Truth. I'm Pastor Mark with Pastor Terrence and Sam King. And um, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Simple Truth. We look forward to bringing you new messages each week. Tune in next week as we hear from Mark Wingfield and Terrence Williams.